0: Hi, this is John Butter, Senior Earnings Analyst at FactSet, and welcome to this week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast. The FactSet Earnings Insight Podcast is based on content published in the FactSet Earnings Insight Report, which provides commentary and analysis on corporate earnings for the S&P 500, and is available each week on the FactSet website at www.factset.com. We'll start this week's podcast with a preview of the key metrics for the upcoming fourth quarter earnings season for the S&P 500. Then, we'll discuss two topics of the week for this week's podcast. First, we'll look at expected earnings for the S&P 500 in 2021. Will the index report record high earnings next year? Second, we'll look at comments on ESG by S&P 500 companies during the third quarter. How many S&P 500 companies discussed ESG on their third quarter earnings calls? But first, let's look ahead to the fourth quarter earnings season for the S&P 500. To date, analysts and companies have been more optimistic than normal in their estimate revisions and earnings outlooks for the fourth quarter. As a result, expected earnings for the S&P 500 for the fourth quarter are higher today compared to the start of the quarter. Despite this increase, the index is still expected to report the third largest year-over-year decline in earnings over the past 10 years due to the negative impact of COVID-19 on a number of industries within the index. Earnings growth is projected to return in 2021. In terms of estimate revisions, analysts have increased earnings estimates in aggregate for the S&P 500 for the fourth quarter. We typically look at the change in the bottom-up earnings per share estimate for the index to measure EPS estimate revisions by analysts. For those of you that are not familiar with the bottom-up EPS estimate, it is an aggregation of the earnings per share estimates for all 500 companies in the index into a single earnings per share estimate for the entire index. The bottom-up EPS estimate for the fourth quarter increased by 2.8% from September 30th through November 30th. Now this is unusual because in a typical quarter, the bottom-up EPS estimate decreases by 3 to 4% on average over the first two months of a quarter. In terms of guidance, more S&P 500 companies have issued positive earnings per share guidance for the fourth quarter than average as well. When looking at corporate guidance, we typically compare the estimate provided by the company to the mean EPS estimate of the analysts at the time the company provides guidance. If the company guidance is above the mean estimate of the analysts, we classify the guidance as positive. If the company guidance is below the mean estimate of the analysts, we classify the guidance as negative. At this point in time, 81 companies in the index have issued EPS guidance for the fourth quarter of these 81 companies, 56 or 69% have issued positive EPS guidance. This percentage is well above the five-year average of 32%. However, it should be noted that the overall number of companies issuing EPS guidance for the fourth quarter is well below the five-year average of 104. Therefore, it is likely that a number of S&P 500 companies that might otherwise be given guidance are not providing guidance due to uncertainty around the impacts of COVID-19. Because of the net upward revisions to earnings estimates, the estimated year-over-year earnings decline for the fourth quarter is smaller now relative to the start of the fourth quarter as of today the s p 500 is expected to report a year-over-year decline in earnings of 10.1 compared to a year-over-year decline in earnings of 12.8 percent back on september 30th if 10.1 is the actual decline for the quarter it will mark the third largest year over year decline in earnings reported by the index since the third quarter of 2009 trailing only the first and second quarters of this year it will also mark the seventh time in the past eight quarters in which the index has reported a year-over-year decline in earnings four sectors are projected to report year-over-year earnings growth led by the healthcare and materials sectors seven sectors are projected to report a year-over-year decline in earnings led by the energy industrials and consumer discretionary sectors looking ahead to future quarters analysts project earnings growth to return to 15.1% starting in the first quarter of 2021. The forward 12-month PE ratio is 22, which is above the 5-year average and above the 10-year average. And during the upcoming week, three S&P 500 companies are scheduled to report results for the third quarter, and 4 S P S&P 500 companies are scheduled to report results for the fourth quarter. So to summarize our preview of the fourth quarter earnings season, analysts and companies have increased their expectations for earnings for the fourth quarter. As a result, estimated earnings for the S&P 500 for the fourth quarter are higher now relative to the start of the quarter. Despite the increase in expected earnings, the index is still projected to report the third-largest year-over-year decline in earnings in the past 10 years due to the negative impact of COVID-19 on a number of industries. Earnings growth is expected to return in the first quarter of 2021. Now let's move on to our first topic of the week, which is the expectation for earnings for the S&P 500 in 2021. For 2021, the bottom-up EPS estimate is 169.20. If this is the final number for the year, it will mark a record high earnings per share number for the index. However, what is the likelihood that 169.20 will be the final earnings per share value for the S&P 500 in 2021? In other words, how accurate is the bottom-up earnings per share estimate 1 year in advance? Well over the past 20 years, from 2000 to 2019, the average difference between the bottom up EPS estimate at the beginning of the year and the final EPS number for that same year has been 7%. In other words, industry analysts on average have overestimated the final EPS number by 7% one year in advance. Analysts overestimated the final value in 13 of the 20 years and underestimated the final value in the other 7 years. For the purposes of this analysis, the final EPS number for the year is the EPS number recorded two months after the end of each calendar year to capture the actual earnings reported by most companies in January and February during the fourth quarter earnings season. However, this 7% average includes three years in which there were substantial differences between the bottom-up EPS estimate at the start of the year and the final EPS number. These three years were 2001, where analysts overestimated earnings by 36%, 2008, where analysts overestimated earnings by 43%, and 2009, where analysts overestimated earnings by 28%. Now, these large differences can be attributed to events that may have been difficult for analysts to predict at the start of each year. In 2001, the country endured the 9-11 attacks. In 2008 and 2009, the country was in the midst of economic recession. If these three years were excluded, the average difference between the bottom-up EPS estimate one year prior to the end of that year and the final EPS number for that year would only be 1.9%. The year 2020 is not included on this list yet, as the final EPS number for this year will not be available until February 28th. However, it is likely 2020 will be included on this list going forward, as the current EPS estimate of 139.22 is 28% below the estimate of 177.60 at the start of the year, again, due to the negative impacts of COVID-19. So if one applies the average overestimation of 7% to the current 2021 EPS estimate, and again, assuming the estimate changes little between now and December 31st, the final value for 2021 would be 157.32. If one applies the average overestimation of 1.9%, excluding the years 2001, 2008, and 2009, to the current 2021 EPS estimate, the final value for 2021 would be 165.92. Based on these estimates, EPS of 157.32 would not reflect record high earnings per share as it would be below the earnings per share reported in both 2018 and 2019. EPS of 165.92, on the other hand, would reflect a new record high EPS number for the S&P 500. However, it is important to note that there is a possibility the earnings per share estimates for 2021 will increase after the start of the year once there is more clarity around timetables for mass vaccinations for COVID-19. The current EPS estimate for 2021 of 169.20 is still well below the estimate of 196.70 at the end of 2019, which reflected expectations before analysts drastically reduced their earnings estimates in the second quarter of 2020. to the negative impacts of COVID-19. Therefore, will there be a corresponding drastic increase in earnings estimates, assuming a vaccine is widely available in 2021? Now let's move on to our second topic of the week, which is the rise in the number of S&P 500 companies discussing ESG on earnings calls. Now, During each corporate earnings season, it is not unusual for companies to comment on their ongoing corporate goals and initiatives, Given the growing focus on environmental, social, and governance factors by investors, did companies in the S&P 500 comment on these factors during their earnings conference calls for the third quarter? To answer this question, FactSet searched for the term ESG in the conference call transcripts of all the S&P 500 companies that conducted earnings conference calls from September 15th through December 4th. Of these companies. 79 cited the term ESG in reference to environmental, social, and governance factors during their earnings calls. At the sector level, the financials, industrials, utilities, and energy sectors had the highest number of companies citing ESG on earnings calls for the third quarter. Although this number is only 16% of the companies in the index, it reflects the highest overall number of S&P 500 companies citing ESG on earnings calls going back at least 8 years. It also reflects a 32% increase in the number of companies citing ESG versus the previous quarter. What drove the substantial increase in citations for ESG during earnings calls in the third quarter relative to the second quarter? Well, at the sector level, six of the 11 sectors recorded an increase in the number of companies citing ESG on a quarter-over-quarter basis. However, the financials, industrials, and utility sectors witnessed the largest increases in the number of companies citing ESG On earnings calls in Q3 compared to Q2. These three sectors accounted for almost 80% of the total increase for the index. The third quarter marked the second consecutive quarter in which the number of S&P 500 companies citing ESG on earnings calls increased. It will be interesting to track the number of S&P 500 companies that cite ESG and their earnings calls going forward to see if the increase in the number of companies discussing this topic continues in future quarters. This concludes our podcast for this week. Thank you for listening. For more information on topics discussed today and other market-moving trends, please visit the FactSet website at www.factset.com and check out the full Earnings Insight report, our FactSet Insight blog, and our Street Account podcasts. And of course, stay tuned for next week's edition of the FactSet Earnings Insight podcast.